What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never Welcome give back up. to the I'm not quick. Every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Renee Bordner. Now, Renee has been a piano teacher for over 14 years, but six years ago, she added teachers to her team and now teaches over 500 music lessons a week to students of all ages and stages across the United States. So Renee has a lot to share with us here today. So Renee, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. All right, Renee, how are you feeling today? Good, good, absolutely. I uh, love jumping up every morning and springing out of bed to get ex- to get excited, to get going, and we bring a lot of music into people's lives each day. It's pretty motivating. I love it, I love it, I love it. And Renee, I think we are going to have a lot of fun here today, so I'm just going to go ahead and roll right into that first question. Sure. Why? Why did you become a piano teacher and studio director? Uh, it's a good question. I love music. I always have. started lessons when I was six, and music's been a part of my life ever since. 14 years ago, I was looking for an instructor for my son, and I couldn't find an exciting and engaging and passionate teacher for my son who was entering kindergarten. And my philosophy was that if I couldn't find a good piano teacher for him that was exciting and engaging, I would lose him. And once he learned more about sports and other activities and things with his, <laughs> with with school and his friends and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, you know, I was interviewing all the teachers in my area and the good ones had these long wait lists and there's some that were kind of blah. And uh, some friends of mine said, Renee, you have a master's in education. You love music get started and i did the whole humble who me and uh you know they kept nudging and nudging and so i started with working with my son and um, a few of my friends children and my goal was to have a studio of six students and we exceeded that goal by a lot and it's been a fun (laughs) journey ever since i haven't looked back I love that story right there. And I loved, loved, loved how you mentioned the imposter syndrome of like, Dan, can I do this? Am, am I am I fit for this? Everybody has that feeling. Everybody doubts themselves at a point. So uh, I really love that you you were vulnerable enough to share that little piece, that little nugget with everybody in the in the audience today. Um, now, please, I, Renee, I think you you walked me through the process a little bit. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and skip the second question. But here's here's what else I'm going to ask. Okay. Uh, no, actually, you know what? Let me let me let me backtrack because actually, I don't I don't I didn't even hear the the journey of you know how you even got a music or a teaching degree. So I want to know you know maybe what was the process like for uh, that that brought you even to that point of all right, like I have my music degree, I have my what you call it, like how and and uh, you know transitioning from whatever you're doing before to what you're doing now. Oh, all right, here we go. You asked a question and it brought some stuff to me and um, I'm gonna be really honest and be very vulnerable because um, I think your audience needs to hear this you know I was I was a happy kid a lucky kid my parents you know provided me with a great education and great music background and arts and 
you know, I was very supported by my grandparents, my parents, but I had some teachers along the way that doubted me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I were chatting before this, and um, I had a particular elementary school teacher who told my parents I would never go to college because I wasn't college material. Mm-hmm. And I had a high school teacher tell my parents that I wasn't college material and to save their money from and not to invest in my college fund. Mm-hmm. I graduated with my master's degree in education with just under a 4.0. Mm-hmm. Um, and so wow. I definitely proved some people wrong. And yeah. um I'm okay with that. I think that's what motivated me and inspired me. Some of that negativity, I turned into some some very positive things. But other than those two people in my life, I had a ridiculous amount of support from everybody else. So I think that's what also mattered. So I went off to college. I got a bachelor's of education and I got a master's of education and I was an art and music therapist and I loved it. And I worked in healthcare and I loved it. And I moved a few times with my husband for his career and uh, found myself as a stay-at-home mom. And then that's where the other piece of that story is with looking for a um, a piano a teacher te- a teacher for my son. Then eight years ago, for my husband's career, we moved to the Boston area and I started my studio over. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept some of my students from where I lived before over Skype and FaceTime. So eight years ago, I was already teaching online. <laughs> But that was because of a move and some of my students were on wait lists with the really good teachers in town or someone to finish a particular piece with me or there was reasons why a couple of a, a couple of students stayed on and i taught online and then i started to grow a studio outside of um, boston and that was great and it was fun and once i got here i realized that the area was thirsty and hungry for more quality education of the arts for their children empty nesters wanted to take lessons and senior citizens wanted to take lessons i mean just just found so many people so once I got here and got settled, there was a wait list um, for, for my lessons so quickly. Wow. And that's when I started hiring the teachers. And again, I had no idea that I was going to be hiring teachers. I mean, I was looking at a wait list and I had I was teaching 56 students myself. And I just mm. kind of had that imbalance in the work family balance mm-hmm. piece. I started hiring a few teachers at a time and the studio grew with me when I was ready. So it's been a fun journey. I love that story right there. I love that process right there. And uh, I'm going to ask just a little bit, just give me a little bit of childhood hobbies and habits that you think might have matriculated into what you do today. (laughs) Um, First of all, I grew up in small town, Ohio, and I am a Midwestern girl through and through. And I learned very quickly what hard work and work ethic means and is and the benefits of it. So I don't have a problem rolling up my sleeves and digging in. And I think that was instilled in me in a positive way uh, my whole childhood. I have had some great instructors. Um, You know, I was given a lot of liberties, you know, to perform in church and a company in Sunday school and, you know, and those sorts of things. It was just fun and and gratifying. and And I loved it. I had some instructors who inspired me where I practiced a lot, definitely playing all the TV theme songs of the 80s. Um, You name a TV theme song, I probably can still play it. So I definitely had some teachers that gave me some freedom to do things that were pretty fun for me. Um, And then I also had some that were pretty serious and taught me the fundamentals. But for me, always keeping that fire and passion of playing was pretty exciting. So I, I, uh, I just have always kept it as a as a as just a hobby. And then 14 years ago, I thought it was just a hobby that I was sharing with others. And it has just ballooned and and gone. And I couldn't be happier. 
I love that answer right there. And again, that's that's the whole point of the show. So again, I love that answer. And uh, I now now it's time to ask again. Uh, this this piggybacks off your your answer perfectly. What do you enjoy the most? Oh, I love those aha moments. You know, I love the aha moments with anybody, you know, whether it be my own children or, you know, my husband when he finally figures something out or whatever, but it, it's also with our students, no matter the age, if they're three or if they're 33 or 83, you know, those aha moments, and they don't have to be big. You know, they don't have to have mastered some, you know, major Mozart piece. It could be the, ah, if this note and this note is this, then you know, when they just these tiny little moments where you see in their faces that they finally get it and it could be something that they've tried a hundred times and they finally got it today or something they tried twice and they just find it magical sometimes they don't even have to say much to me but i i can i can just know either in their tone of their voice or their eyes or when they're not wearing masks a smile but what has also happened in the noteworthy experiences journey is we've gone even further and now we have those aha moments with the teachers mm. and when the teachers are working with a student and working with a student and they're running into challenge after challenge or maybe the student has plateaued or you know maybe the student has a really lofty goal and the teacher's kind of perplexed as to how to break it down into little steps so when our teachers have those aha moments i mean oh that's just as exhilarating as when a student does so there's a lot going on here (laughs) i love that i love that renee renee i love that one right there but of course the back end of that question is what do you enjoy the least oh that's easy (laughs) (laughs) i do not like uh the crunching of the numbers and the invoices and the collecting of the late fees and mm. all of that stuff. I definitely like being out front and the, and the teaching and the, you know, running workshops for parents and putting on recitals and competitions. I love all that front stuff. All the back stuff is is not my thing. But lucky for me, I'm fortunate enough to have an amazing team behind the scenes, including an amazing, uh, you know, um, office manager and, uh, you know, webmaster and graphic designer and <laughs> I have I have a great team behind the scenes that definitely hold me up perfect 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 and that, again that's a very common answer a lot of people love the craft and hate the the administrative work so again I love that right there Renee now I gotta ask what is an average day like for you they're long um, and they're exciting. Um, in addition to you know the admin of talking to potential families, um, talking to potential teachers, helping teachers with challenges at teaching, you know working with that behind the scenes team, it's pretty amazing. In addition, my two teenage children created a nonprofit charity three years ago where they upcycle used musical instruments to children in need around the globe. Mm-hmm. And so I spend. I spend time almost every day, probably seven days a week, helping them with uh, the coming and going of instruments, whether I'm picking them up at music shops because they've been repaired or or, or something. So um, also there's philanthropic work in my day, which is also ridiculously gratifying and knowing that we're bringing music to kids who wouldn't otherwise have access to it. I love that. I love that. And it's a shame that I I missed that piece in the intro. That was yes. I I love that. I love that uh, that you're you're doing good with your kids. That's that's beautiful. Uh, Now, uh, this next question is my absolute favorite. Renee is my absolute favorite. No doubt about it. And that is. 
Do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? Well, <laughs> um, for me, yes and no. It's it's a that's a pretty loaded one. You know, I was not the greatest student uh, in you know in middle school and high school. You know, I was definitely an average student, and I was even in you know average to slightly above in undergrad. But in grad school, I pushed really hard, and I had excellent grades. I do believe that I use my degrees every single day in my career. So I certainly couldn't have have the my education if I wouldn't have had decent grades. But I do use my degrees and um, I use them with either as a parent or as a teacher or as a studio director. You know, I the majority of the teachers who teach for me have their degrees in music performance in their specific mm-hmm. instrument. And then I come at the at it at the side with the education and definitely lots of child psych classes and 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 those sorts of pieces so mm-hmm. i couldn't do what i do without my degrees and i wouldn't have my degrees without my grades perfect 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 i love that answer i loved it and i'm gonna break down this next question a little bit for you here renee sure because uh, this word gets tossed around a little willy-nilly and i think you answered it a little bit but i'm gonna go ahead and ask it again what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what is your devotion? What are you devoted to? I'm devoted with my studio and with the kids charity to bringing music into people's lives and breaking down whatever barriers they have. So the the bottom line of why I'm awake and on this call early with you this morning (laughs) is bringing music and letting people explore within them what they have. And then, you know, by giving them some education is like basically giving them tools to see what they can do and if they access it. You know, some of our students only ever want to do music for recreation and leisure, and that's awesome. Some of our students are on pre-professional tracks and professional tracks and already getting paid. And that's awesome. Mm. Some kids are taking lessons here because their parents signed them up and <laughs> told them they were going to be well-rounded human beings someday. <laughs> and that's awesome, too. So we we can help them and support them and just start exploring what's inside of their bodies and um, seeing where they take it. It's pretty amazing. I love it. I love that answer right there, Renee. I love that answer right there, especially that hidden gem right there of, of you know, you saying that it's it's already in them. They just have to bring it forth. It's not like you're adding anything to them. You're just no. bringing forth what they already got out. So I love that, Renee. I love that. And you have been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long, Renee. But we are down to that last one. And that is, if there is one, just one piece of advice to somebody out there listening right now, who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would that be? Try, try, try. Just give it a go. In my position where I've been, there's been a lot of mistakes. Um, I've fallen down a lot. I've scraped my knees. I've had a lot of bruises. But I just keep getting back up again. And I do have an incredible supportive network. And I definitely wanted to be on here today. I wanted to be on your podcast because I wanted to tell people who are listening to if you fall down, it's okay. Just get up again. That's the difference. There's a difference between those that fall down and just stay knocked down. And then those that fall down and get back up and try. Just learn from the mistakes and move on. 
I love that right there. And I, I don't even think I need to add on anything uh, to the end of that. That was that that was perfect in itself. So, Renee, again, I cannot have asked you for a better interview here today. So, Renee, if there's any type of way that I can promote you, whether it is a website, social media, even a book, something that I can leave down in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours. Please shout it out right now. Sure, no problem. There's there's two websites. The first one is the studio, which is noteworthyexperiences.com. That is my music studio. And then the charity is instrumentalangels.org. And both Noteworthy Experiences and Instrumental Angels have all the social media links of, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, you know, Noteworthy Experiences has a YouTube channel. So just, you know, click, give us a like and, uh, you know, give me some feedback. Tell me what you what you hear and see and what you like and what you don't like. Um, that's all I need. I'm I'm more uh, more concerned about being on today and inspiring your listeners is is definitely um, something I was very excited and what an honor and a privilege to be with you this morning. It's been fun. And um, I want to kind of I want to know what your listeners are up to and what your listeners are going to be doing. Perfect. And folks, that is in the link in the description below. Do not forget to check out and click the link below. Renee, again, there is nobody on earth better than Renee right now. What she is doing right now, who is giving you the advice that you need right now. Uh, So please hit that link in the description below. Now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Renee helped you find here today, folks. That is a wrap. If you like today's episode, but feel like you still need an extra push, make sure to follow me on Clubhouse for free confidence coaching at Kojo the Goat. Again, that's at Kojo the Goat on Clubhouse. Subscribe, leave a comment, and make sure to follow all our social media channels at YI Network. All inquiries, please email kojo at yinetwork.com. Talk to you soon, guys.